Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. And go. Welcome to the podcast regarding board games. This is the Board Game Snobs Podcast. One of the better podcasts you could be listening to, probably, maybe. There's I think a lot of so. good podcasts out there. I, you know, what is your other I'm partial. Other non-board game podcast that you listen to? Don't give our competitors any. Non-board game? Yeah. Uh, let me go to my... Uh, let me go to my... Uh, there, oh, I recently discovered these guys. They're, I think they're from Australia, called The Weekly Planet. Planet. Oh, yeah. You, you sent me they're their stuff. And they, they talk about movies. They're they talk funny. about movies. I don't think they're funny. They but have I do Australian enjoy accents. It's good. I, they're all right. Um, I like Conan O'Brien. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Conan's okay. Conan is the least oh non board game. I like Order from Chaos from our good friend Dan and Mike. Good friends. I need to. I need to listen to that. You haven't listened to it. It's good. I'm not. Is it's it absolutely ridiculous. You just rank completely unrelated things. And whether you like them or the pain they cause you or how much you appreciate them, uh, I enjoy it. I want. I wonder how they come. But to mostly for Matthew Jude. Which things they're going to rank? How do they come to decide these are the things? I don't know ranking. if people submit stuff to them or not, but uh, they have. Let's see, how many episodes? Looks like they have uh, one. One, two, three, four, five. Six. They have seven episodes. Actually, can they- you rank the rank those seven episodes? <laughs> uh, on my what what podcast I've listened to, the last two that I've listened uh, to. Which finished, NPR podcast do you listen to? Uh, Hidden Brain. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, the then the portal. My brain is hidden. So between all brains are brain. hidden. They're inside the skull. Not all of them. Oh, <laughs> what does that mean? I'm sure Hannibal Lecter saw oh, many people. Well, he also ate it with a spoon. No, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, poor Ray, we poor Ray Liotta. <laughs> poor Ray Liotta. Oh, let's see. So, like, yeah, their last episode of Order from Chaos, they they ranked ice cubes. Male, or as the British apparently call it, post. Mammoths, soccer, and steampunk. And they just run it through the, uh, you know, that pub meeple engine. They just bring it up and they talk about it, click one, and they get a top five, I guess. One, two, I'm glad three, you, four, five, I'm glad six. you brought up steampunk. I think that Enrique might be steampunk. Uh-oh. Why? Is he growing up his mustache? Well, yes, with the mustache, the fedoras. The eccentric way he dresses, the things that he likes. I found out the other day he has a pocket watch. Oh, gosh. I've seen I that think, chain come out of his back pocket for years. Yeah, he has a chain. He has that, that copper-looking chain. So Enrique emulates his father. His father has a big wallet, and he has a chain, and he has that wallet chained to himself. Hmm. And so Enrique now has also that chain and wallet. And so I'm really thinking Enrique might be steampunk. I don't know what that means. Does he get a? Can you? Is that a game? It's where most of the technology is powered through steam. 
I know, but can you get a check for that? I mean, is this is it something like what is steampunk? I don't know. I don't know. It's just people that wear goggles usually. Goggles not, and, hey. and leather hats and usually have coal smeared on them, looks like. Hey, did you know it's impossible to hum while you hold your nose? Uh no. Well, I've never <laughs> held my nose and hummed. Well, try it. I've never I've never had a try need it. to. I'm not doing it. Do it. I'm not doing it. Paige is trying it. I hear her. <laughs> she- <laughs> oh wait, hold She's on, the- hold on. Walmart's calling me. Hold on. Oh, Walmart. Just Anyways, keep your I'll thing keep- running. Oh, I'll keep my thing running. I'm still talking. Gobby's on the phone talking Hello? to somebody. Personal shopper. Uh, anyways, keeping in line with our podcast, this is the Board Game Snobs. Send us an email at boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. Just send us something. Talk about something. We enjoy getting emails and things from our listeners, especially those that congratulate us or laud us. And let's see. Maybe in fact, we've gotten several little emails from people here lately that have been very complimentary, which I appreciate greatly. Uh, let's see here. Let me look up one of these while we're discussing it. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, but mainly our Facebook page because that's where I go. That's where I'm always on the Facebook page uh, talking about stuff. That's how it is. Let's see here. Some of the comments that we've had recently from our website. That's defunct. Are you back? I'm back. I, I, I've been back. Oh, that's so, right. I'm officially hired by Walmart, by the way. Oh, you got hired by Walmart. Yeah. Very nice. Off the Very truck. Nice. I'm off the friggin' truck. Congratulations. Oh, my God. I'm so, I'm so glad to not work 14 hours starting at 4 o'clock in the morning anymore. Very nice. Five to Very six nice. days a week. I was a hard worker, in case you didn't know that. I knew you were a hard worker. I know it. I know this to be true. Working, Greetings from... Uh, she's calling me back. Hold on. I'll just read this email while you're gone. Greetings from Finland. It's not Iceland, but you should check it out still. This is an email from an individual named Aki. I can't ever pronounce people's names. Anyways, I always... I just wanted to thank you and send you guys a message after your last podcast. First time I heard of you guys, I was actually in a swamp picking up some cranberries. (laughs) Uh, Because you are wrong and those little things are awesome. Super tasty and healthy. That was around a year ago. And I've regularly listened to the board game snobs while mountain biking and picking up cranberries and stuff. Today, it was cloudberries. Have you tried them? I don't know what cloudberries are. Anyways, I wanted to know, wanted you to know that I really enjoy your podcast. Keep up the great work. I wish I could have a friendship like yours someday. Aww. Who is this? This is a letter from from Aki from from Finland. Gabi is right. As a relatively new listener, I'd like to know more about you guys and why you decided to start the podcast. He submitted this through the website. So. Oh, the website. <laughs> Yeah, the, the website you declared we didn't need no more. I know. I'm glad I checked it. I'm glad I checked it. Where is Anyways. that at? I didn't see it on our emails. It didn't come through our emails. It takes a while. It takes a while. Anyways, thank you, Aki. That's not how you spell his name. Say his name. A K I. Um. I think well, if you're going to read emails, that could be something we do because it's been a while. I've read all the emails. We're good. Did you read Giuseppe's? 
What about Giuseppe? Giuseppe. Did you read Giuseppe? Did you read Bill Jazzers? Bill Jazzers always. Bill Jazzers says, little known fact of Rolling Stones, the first American concert, was in his hometown of Lynn, Massachusetts, which ended in a riot and never finished. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's why I'm against the Stones. They cause trouble. Oh, no, not the Stones. Not the Stones. Uh, oh, Nathan Evans. So I was listening to your last podcast about your definition of classic, and I have thoughts. All right, Mr. Evans. He says, I believe <laughs> oh. that Gobby and Jerry and Bubba could be considered correct. If you look at the definition. <laughs> How diplomatic of you. <laughs> of the word. I know. Pick a side. If you look at the definition of the word classic as an objective, both definitions fit into what you guys describe as classic. Definition number one, judged over a period of time to be the highest quality and outstanding of its kind. Definition number two, remarkably and instructively typical. For example, risk is a classic example of area control. The second definition, although would take time to discover, isn't explicitly stated as affected by time. Maybe this helps or just makes things worse. Stay safe. No, actually, Nathan, I think that proves my point that I was right more than the rest of them. But thank you for sending (laughs) Your email. Oh, speaking Very. of which, I just saw somebody post. Oh, I, sh- I should have marked it. But it was some game from five years ago, and they said, enjoying this classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have jumped on there and said, this is wrong. This is wrong. Uh, like, sure, he knew. It did you wrong. read Giuseppe's? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You have to read everybody. Yeah, Giuseppe well, will get I mean, mad. You know, it's just. Ha- it's been hello. A while since- Go ahead. From the Forbidden City, I feel bad that it has been so long since I last email. I want to say thank you so much for continuing the show during this crisis. Yes, thank you, Giuseppe. Thank you. Board Game Snobs is the only podcast I'm listening to right now. I also hope that I could change Gobby's mind about never visiting Las Vegas. We have more than just casinos here. Yeah, there is a we guest know. Room, there's a guest room in our Chlamydia. house. Chlamydia. There's a guest room in our house for any snobs who want the visit. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a Kickstarter just to pay for a plane ticket to send Enrique to Giuseppe's house. <laughs> just let Giuseppe show up and let him spend a week. And just see how that'll, that'll change him. I just listened to the episode where you guys mentioned marshmallow vodka. Oh, Summer that, was, and I, that was a few back. That was a while back. Summer and I are big fans of this particular flavor of vodka and use it in making boozy hot chocolate. Speaking of alcohol, another great reason to visit Las Vegas is the distillery. There you also go. want to throw throw in my two cents about time travel shows and movies. Time travel is one of my favorite genres. I've been a fan ever since I watched Voyagers as a kid. Twelve Monkeys. Oh, that's Voyagers. The show I got you. What is that? Yeah. Voyagers. That's uh. Ever that was that. Voyagers uh, as a child. I don't know that movie. Well, look it up. Okay. 12 Monkeys, the TV series, is not only the best time travel show ever made, it's one of the best mm. TV shows ever made. Mm. The flawless integration of storyline and consistency of characters from the first episode to the last is simply brilliant. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, both the 12 Monkeys TV show and the 95 Bruce Willis movie is based on a short film, in ni- a French film, in 1962 called La Jetty. Never heard Which of means it. the jetty. <laughs> What is the jetty? Is it like a small boat? Uh, no, I was wondering- isn't the jetty like a, a dam or something? Like out on the jetty? I don't know. I think it is. Or a jetty plane? Well, I'm leaving on a jetty plane. Some of my other favorite... Voyagers is a super cheesy 80s, looks like a Saturday morning show. 
No. Apparently they time traveled. His other favorite TV shows, Timeless and the movies The Butterfly Effect and Donnie Darko. Timeless is good. I've never seen the other two. Oh, he asked. He was wondering. I prefer Donnie and Lido. Yeah, well, could you stop making bad jokes for just five seconds and let me finish this email? <laughs> that's that's all I know to do. I know, but you just 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 butt in when it's quality. <laughs> just not when you have something that In that, that case, rhymes. you'll never hear from me again. <laughs> some quality. Just because it rhymes doesn't mean you should say it. Uh, he was wondering if the film Paris, Texas is an accurate depiction of life in your area. I'll look forward to a review on that in the next episode. Hmm. I've seen that. No, I haven't seen it. I, I remember going to the video store like Blockbuster and seeing Paris, Texas. Oh, that's like right next to me before I actually moved there. But I don't. I think it's based on a true story of like some murders. 1984 drama film. A disheveled man who wanders out in the desert. Travis Henderson seems to have no idea where who he is. When a stranger managed to contact his brother Walt, Travis is awkwardly reunited with his sibling. Travis has been missing for years, and his presence unsettles Walt and his family. That's weird. Oh. I don't know. No, it's on. Uh, it's I'd... got it. Listen to this. Listen to this. It's got a ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This thing is like wow, crit- critically loved. It was written by Sam Shepard, the astronaut. No, the actor. Oh. It's I got don't know Dean who that Stockwell is. in it. It's got Dean Stockwell in it. Oh, I'm watching oh, this. Uh, Quantum Leap. What was his name? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I keep yeah. forgetting. But I'm watching this mess. Yeah, I love I Sam Rockwell. No, Stockwell. Dean. <laughs> See, you're just doing it again. You're just saying things. Don't just say things. Mean things. I'm back, baby. Thank you, Giuseppe, for the email. That's all the emails I have time for. Okay. I can't believe we wasted wasted this much time on our fans <laughs> they're only the people that listen to us so whatever let's see if we can't alienate them more <laughs> bring up a topic that's slightly controversial gobby what i have yes, no con- please i have no controversial convers- well, just bring up a regular topic and i'll make it controversial i was thinking about how the longer you're in gaming board gaming how my purchasing habits have changed. I don't know if they change for everyone. And I think it takes a while for you to see a change. For yes, instance, I, when I hate people- new people in the hobby as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not helping. You're not going to help on numbers, Jerry. Go ahead. Keep going. When most people get into gaming like we, like I did, I just, I, uh, I just mass consumed, mass purchased Anything that was slightly highly recommended, mm, I just bought. I just bought. I just, I bought Ticket to Ride. I bought Carcassonne. I bought all the Gateway games as was towed to me by Dice Tower to do. So you're a sheep of the Dice Tower. You I was. Admit. I was at one time. Tom was my shepherd. <laughs> Sam <laughs> Shepherd. <laughs> Sam, go ahead. And uh, so I did. I bought all those games. Now, I think out of all the games from probably, I forget how long I've been doing this now, eight years I've been playing maybe, out of all the games I've had since then, the only one I've had from the beginning is Airlines Europe. It has stayed in my collection. None of those other gateway games are still with me. 
I, I just I don't play them anymore. I don't. I had Catan. I had Carcassonne. Like and nobody in my family liked Carcassonne. I hate Carcassonne. It's wow. It's I thought you said we weren't going to be controversial. <laughs> it that's not controversial. I mean, it's just boring. You're laying down do you- tiles. It's just oh, let's make another city. Let me put a dude on there. Like every time you lay something down, you put a dude on it. Big deal. You're such a gatekeeper. <laughs> So tell me why Just you call hate me new troll. people into the hobby. Um, but as my uh, as uh, over the years, after I finally learned some self control, especially here recently, uh, I've come to realize the style of game I like, which uh, that is v- pretty variable. I mean, I enjoy all types, but now I I pretty much narrow it down to certain. Uh, not distributors, not publishers, certain, like Martin Wallace, designers. Yeah. Like if I see certain designers design something, Simone Luciani, uh, Reiner Knizia, although he's, you know, he kind of like in the beginning there, he just published, what was he got, like 600 games out there somewhere? Like two, 300. But I tend to like some, a lot of his stuff. Uh, there's some that are hit and miss, but. If Simone t- publishes something with his uh, group there, he's got. If uh, Martin Wallace is publishing something, I- I'm interested. But other than that, I like heavy euros, worker placement, and I like some hidden movement games. But I've I've pulled I've pulled way back from purchasing, way back. Like I used to. Oh, I put me and my wife in a considerable amount of debt due to purchasing board games. She took my credit card from me. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about to air out uh, any of your marital problems on here? No, we're we good. It? I paid off those debts. Oh, you did? That's why I'm now able to leave the truck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so your addiction to board gaming kept you trucking. Yes. So I had to keep, keep trucking. Had to keep them wheels rolling. So that you could buy more games. Loaded up and running. Oh yes. East so now down you, down. you 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 have officially fell off the truck. I'm done. I'm done. I think the last game I bought. Well, okay, I take that back. I have bought several little games. Like I've bought several of those uh, button shy games. They're like twelve dollars. Uh, Mussy Tessie or Tessie Messy. Mussy Tessie. I bought Sprawlopolis and I bought that. What's that one that you took? Uh, Penny Rails. Pretty Penny well Rails. Way. Yeah, um, I've bought those over the course of like three months. Uh, I'm trying to think the last big game I bought. It may have been Marvel Champions. Yeah, which you haven't played, have you? No, no, sitting on the shelf. Oh, very good, very good. And that's another <laughs> that's, reason why. That's another. Well, that's a big reason. The coronavirus is probably another big reason. I'm touting as if I've learned self control, but primarily it's the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, I like, I'll. I like how you say I learned self-control. All it took was me losing my job in a pandemic to stop <laughs> the curtail my ext- extraordinary spending habits. Hey, so, yeah. whatever it works, baby. How'd you lose so much weight? Well, there was this famine, <laughs> which caused me to have great self-control. <laughs> Incredible self-control. <laughs> it's easy to exercise when you don't have it. Yes, there you go. There you go. But uh, I, I will... I will I'll, bring up my own purchasing habits. I have relegated myself and I've always been very 
cautious about what I've purchased. I, I, the only thing, actually, when we started the podcast, I, I did make a lot of purchases that were mainly towards, oh, this is hot. We're going to have to talk about it on the podcast, that type thing. But the further I've gotten away from that, I have found that there's very little games that actually interest me that I that I feel like I have to have. Like I feel like, oh, I need to I need to give this a shot. And it's true, there's certain designers like Martin Wallace. I have I've kickstarted Martin Wallace's games. There's there's several games for which that will come out that I'll look and see. And a lot of them seem to be coming from Kickstarters where I'll look and go, oh, you know, this looks like something that's uh, interesting and I, I don't wait for reviews. Like I cannot recall the last time I listened to a reviewer and that motivated me to purchase a board game. Uh, I agree. I can't either. Since since we have gotten into this hobby ourselves of discussing games and like there's nobody that I... That, now, if like, well, I, I still listen to No Pun Included on top of others. Like if I hear... Uh, well, there's so many that just like everything, but no pun included seems to be probably my primary, like, hmm, is this game out? Let me go check and see what they say. And then I might do like a general consensus of like, not the mainstream ones, but like, uh, I'll listen to what Board Game Barrage has to say. I'll listen to Who? what? <laughs> Kellen. Our new friend, Kellen. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll listen to him because they're pretty discerning. They're, I, I like what they've had to say, even though even though Mark is uh, his number one's Biblios. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a, a good, good game. game. It's a good game. Is it your number one of all time ever? What? He's Maybe he's a little basic. Oh, <laughs> basic you hate everybody, Mark. Gobby. Why don't you? I do. I love everyone. You do not. Um, you didn't even know who Sam Shepard was. Uh, I will say this. I have purchased more I games. I, I, I bought Unmatched. That was recent. But you bought Unmatched because of... Uh, Dan, Dan Thoreau. Thoreau. Oh, yeah. he's the other one I listen to. Dan Thoreau. In terms of reviews, there's very little. I will say Dan Thoreau is probably the the reviewer who does written reviews that I tend to listen to. If he is big on a game, it tends to perk, perk my ears up a little bit. Uh, but... I have purchased more games from playthroughs, either from watching Rado, who's very his his playthroughs. He doesn't he he plays a lot of games that I'm not interested in, but every once in a while he'll catch on something, and I know that his opinion I don't care about. I just want to watch the playthrough between him and John Gets Games. John mm-hmm. Gets Games does a awesome playthrough of of games and how the mechanics work, and kind of teaches the game while he's playing it. Uh, I can watch a John game video and tell you whether or not I'm going to like this game or not. Yeah. And 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 pretty well been spot on from watching playthroughs rather than opinions. And I think that people really get people buy too many board games. I hate to be the type that that, that sounds looking at you so trained. Well, I think that people it's it All right, so here's what I've experienced. We talked here recently about our uh playing board games via tabletop simulator. So being secluded and a lot of times when the I cool get kids call work, it TTS, Jerry. TTS. I don't like calling it TTS. It sounds like a disease. double TS. Uh, so when I get home from work, I will. It's late. I don't want to get on tabletop simulator. I just want to play something, and I'll play some sort of computer game. What I have found by by looking through my Steam library is that I have so many games for which I have either a never played, b never completed. 
or C, have no interest in doing either one of those things. And yet I'm still compelled when I see something I like to go, oh, I think I'll buy that or oh, I think I'll wait till that's on sale. It's like I'm more of a collector than I am actually playing the game. And I think mm. board gaming is very easy to get into that mindset. When someone's telling me, oh, I own 300 and 400 games, well, you're not playing those games probably. If that is your main form of entertainment and that's what you play every evening, I would love that. I, I would love to be in the situation to where when I come home, I play the board game every evening. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would crank out. I, yeah, yeah, I could very easily see if that is your if that is what you do for entertainment and your family's into it and it's something that you particularly enjoy. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I lived if I lived anywhere near Gobby and that was kind of our thing, yeah, I could see that happening more, and that would to me solidify the need to have two hundred something games because we would probably be going through them. Yeah. But even with that, there are certain games that don't add anything to your collection. They're just a reimplementation of old mechanics. And they keep the only thing they end up doing is keeping you from playing games that are really well done. And here's here's a good example of this. I just the other night, me and Gobby played Barony on TTS. I hadn't played Barony in a long time, and it'd been driving me insane. I, I desperately wanted to play it, so we got on there. There's not a very good implementation of it on TTS, but either way, it just reminded me how much I look forward to actually playing the physical copy of this game. Because even still, even digitally, this game was amazing. Mm, I concur. The, the strategy behind it, the tightness of the game, the decisions of it. Get it right, get it tight, as Bubba Sparks once said. As it scales from two to four players easily, and how that causes just everything about this game. I, I, I have We have touted Barony from episode one onward we've we've just praised that game and it it frustrates me that because that game really wasn't focused on by the industry that nobody sees its brilliance that should be a classic barony should be a classic when how it old is time. it i don't know but it's more than five years well. it should be it should be one of those games that is that is talked about and played as like this generation's chess but yet because of the board game industry and the way it is and everybody's myopic view of board games, it's it's gone. It's like nobody – they'll it'll never be reprinted. Explain myopic. It, it's short-sighted. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, most things are the hotness. I mean, just uh, – the board game industry as a whole is very much geared toward cult of the new. Which, I mean, we are too. I mean, it's just like he's – well, not as much anymore, but there's just – a lot of pressure to well, what's coming out. Oh, it's getting talked about. What does it do that's different? What's new? And you want to play it. But so, like you said, especially the, I don't know, I feel like the last two years, especially this year, uh, I don't even know what's coming out this year, but like there's not been anything that we, like we really looked forward to the godfather we really looked forward to a mark the new marco polo just kind of came out on uh, retail i guess i'm looking forward to that but there's just haven't been that many that i've been looking forward to there's been some that have come out i'm like oh that sounds all right but like ragusa like it came out and i never had any like aspirations to play it but i played it and i ended up really liking it but as far as like something that's been super, I mean, the most hyped one was uh, uh, Tapestry, and it 
did not do anything for us. But so I've kind of just the hype train doesn't do much for me anymore. And now Pendulum, that's the next big Stonemeyer game. I, I I don't I'm I guess I've been jaded. I've been jaded, and I just. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I might check that out when I get a chance, but I just don't get excited about games anymore. I get excited by them, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll, I'll see something and I'll anticipate it, I'll enjoy it. But it, it like, but as for the the notion that I have to run out and buy this game, it's just not there. Like, uh, I, I'll, I'll give you a good example. Uh, I, I was just going through the hotness and various things that have been coming out. Right now, on top of the hotness, there's a game called Fort, which is about little kids building a fort. Uh, Dan Thoreau did a review of it, very favorable. It looked like something that I would enjoy. So it's like I put it on my wish list. It's something that I'm, you know, anticipating and thinking about and thinking, oh, this might be something, uh, some, this might be something pretty good. Uh, it's not something that I'm running out trying to get a hold of right now because as I have gone through games that I have played and by interestingly enough just because of the statistics of it all out of the top 50 board games on BGG the top 50 strategy games uh, you know the one where you know Gloomhaven's number one right. Pandemic Legacy number two all that jazz uh, out of 50 how many of those do you think I've played? 10 nope higher oh Okay, thirty. Thirty-seven. Uh-huh. Which means most of these I have played with you. So roundabout thirty-seven of these games, close to forty. If we'd ever pull it off, there's a few that we'll probably never get around to playing. Like say, well, no, I actually I've played Keyflower. So yeah, there's another one. We'll never play uh, Gloomhaven. We'll never play Gloomhaven probably, but it's on uh, or too many bones. Uh, Mechs versus Minions is on there, which is kind of odd. Mechs versus uh, Minions, a game. That's one of those I was thinking about the other day when we were talking about classics and instant classics. Like, oh my, I thought that would, uh, it was just raved about. I haven't heard nothing about that game in the last two years. It's number 32. It's mm. ranked number 32. And people act like it's a, it's a middleweight kind of action, not action selecting, but programming. People act like it's a good game. Uh, it's not something that I would play. I'm not in any way interested in it. So what was, you said you still do get excited. What was the last game you were excited about hearing about? Uh, I, I really was, as much as I'd hate to say it, uh-uh. uh, the the On Mars VTOL Asserta game oh, yeah. was one that I was really, uh, I haven't played it. It's on my list of things of like I, I'm, I'm very much interested in playing. Uh, and I keep hearing people talk about it. I keep hearing people say favorable things about it, and so it's just always in the back of my mind of okay, well, I'm I'm going to get around, I'm going to get around to playing this one of these days. I'm going to get it. I'm going to try it out. There has been several games for which I kickstarted, which as I log into my Kickstarter account right now, I can tell you. Speaking, uh, the pa- yeah, I was. I think you're fixing to say it. The I, I really want to play Pax Premier. Yeah, PAX Premier is one that I was very excited about and kickstarted. I also have kickstarted Rocket Man, the uh, Martin Wallace game. Oath Chronicles of Empire and Exile. Oath is by the same guys, if I'm not mistaken, that did the, the same artist at least, but also Coral Worley who did the Root uh, okay. game. So I, uh, Oath, again, another one that I've kickstarted. Uh, Madeira, 
the classic heavy Euro game, which the heavy Madeira card- Oblongata. Yes. Yes. Uh, heavy cardboard just praised this game, and so I'll give it a That's shot. a reprint, right? Isn't that an old game? Yeah, it's an old game. Uh, and also Yido, which got uh, reprinted, which I also uh, mm-hmm. kick-started. Uh, just received Project Elite, which I bought that for you back in the day, and I need to get around to painting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, these are all uh, games for which I was excited enough to, uh, to give a shot out, you know, try it out. But again, these are things for which mm, uh, there's just things that make you go hmm mm, yeah uh, they're games that i'm interested in playing but there's nothing out there that i feel like i absolutely have to have right now well i mean come on you have to have air and water you don't have to have board games Mm. Mm. anyways that's something that you go hmm Mm. Am am i cnc music factory you are aren't you Gonna make you sweat you till you bleed. Uh, let's see, Pax. Hey, Bears. speaking of sweating, me and Charday have picked up tennis. Oh, okay. I've been I've been very physically active here lately. Oh, really? I have been. I've lost upwards of fourteen pounds. Really? Yeah. How about that? I'm on a plant-based diet as well. I may have said this in our other podcast, but I haven't published it yet, so I've forgotten it. You were saying that we were doing that plant-based stuff. I didn't know what you were thinking about that. I love it. Uh, well, like I said, again, I forget what I've said, but Gina's the cook. As long as she's making stuff, I'm eating it. And it's all very delicious. I have not yet missed meat. You don't miss meat? I do not miss it. There's many savory dishes you can make in a plant-based diet, none of which I personally can make. So if it was up to me, I'd be eating Taco Bell every day. But fortunately, my wife is a talented cook. Well, you're still alive. I'm fit as a fiddle. But you're wasting away. In Margaritaville? Could be. <laughs> stepped on a flip-flop. No, wait. Stepped <sighs> on a bottle top? Stepped on a bottle top, wasn't it? Yeah. Somehow, I think it broke his flip-flop. I don't know. I, I tell you the truth. I, I did not like... Uh, That's the only know. song I even know that Jimmy Buffett sings. I don't know who Jimmy Buffett really is. Like, I just... I just I and why is it not Jimmy Buffet? I don't know. People... People pronounce their names weird it's, it's an odd thing but that's my rant is that everybody should be a little more cautious about what they purchase i i and, it's, and it's, again it's just a spe- it's a hard to do when you first learn oh my god you know you play Catan or something and it blows your mind you know it's the first thing you've played since monopoly or risk uh, and you're just really wanting to check all this stuff out. And most people just dive head first and they just purchase everything. I did it. Lots of people have done it. But uh, if you don't want to go broke, just just pull back and try to test things out before you play them somehow or another. Uh, the, the tabletop simulator really has, even though I hate playing games on a computer because it's I'm not computer literate. It's fiddly for me. But it does kind of scratch that itch that you need it does uh i will say this i uh oh wait a minute we're talking about i'm 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 on tabletop simulator right now oh speak of the devil uh this that they had also had yokohama on there that's apparently scripted uh what what happens when you end up chasing the hype is that you end up missing little games that are probably really good and recently I've been playing a DeVere game called Silk. Now, Silk is a game for which I had seen. Uh, the artwork kind of caught my eye. It, it's a 
it's kind of a it's it, it looks kind of like an Agricola game. It's like an Agricola alternate universe game where you're herding these gigantic silkworms and protecting them from this wolf-like monster with your mastiff sheepdog. And so wolves they, the often feet, seek out worms. I guess. But this this game is very interesting because it has a lot of little mechanics in there. Little Dominic Toretto's. Less little Dominic Toretto's everywhere. This is uh, not a family level game, but I changed the rules out a little bit and made it a family level game and played it with my, I say family level, I say kids level. I've been playing this with my kids because essentially all you do is roll two dice, one through six. And you do those actions on this board, one through six, which is either move your little shepherd around, move the dog around. The dog's job is to keep the monsters away and to herd the sheep. The shepherd is to herd the sheep. Or not the sheep. I keep kind of saying sheep. They're silkworms. (laughs) But they should be sheep. But that, that little weird little art thing works for some reason. So you're getting your little silkworms out into these fields, and then you have them eat. And then they lay silk, and those are your victory points. And it's very mean because what you end up doing is hurting other people's silkworms <laughs> to the monster, and wow. the monster eats them, which is awesome. And my kids love that. Of course they and do. And so the the Your only kids rule are mean. that I they are mean. And the only really rule that I changed in the game was that you can use your victory points to change the dies, the die, uh, the numbers on the dies, so you can do a different action. Me and the kids just roll dice and you do the action, and it's very neat. It looks very much like Agricola. And it kind of has that little mechanic in Barony where you have your knights out there and you activate them and they, they build a village. It's very similar to that where you you want all of your little silkworms out into the best fields and activate them so you can get victory points. I When you activate them, what does that do? They eat the field up. You flip the tile over and now that tile is used and then you get the victory points from however many silkworms you have on that tile. For instance, okay. each there's quality of fields. So like there's a level one, level two, level three field. If you get them to a really nice field and they eat there and you have two silkworms there, a level three field, what's well, two times three? You get six points. Oh. So it's very neat. And plus you can build fences to kind of fence your stuff in it's very the board is very tight like i said these tiles that depending on how many players is out there i just really liked it my kids kept wanting to play the silkworm game (laughs) and and again it's very mean and it was a game that i had seen uh devier is a a company that puts out a lot of high quality games in my opinion uh, they, I discovered them a few years back when I played. Uh, I, they, they came out with a game at the same time that I was reading the book uh, that Michael Scrooge stroke off. Stroke off. I keep wanting to say stroking off. I thought you were thinking they scrote them. No, I'm talking about the the courier of the czar. Michael Strogoff. Yes, there you go. The courier of the czar. I, can't, I never can get that right. It's the uh, Jules Verne novel. Mm-hmm. I was reading that. They made a game about it. I really thought the game was good. And, like, nobody, I never heard anything else about it. I played the BGG with Enrique and was like, I really like this. This was kind of cool. The little cards, and you're moving the guy across the board. And yeah. and, and and then, again, it was gone. And that was they a solo out, game, wasn't it? Uh, you could play it solo, but it was like a semi-cooperative game. Miguel, oh, yeah, it says Miguel Strogoff, but it's Michael, I guess. Uh, I really like their homes, Sherlock and Mycroft. That's a really good I, game. I do, too. And uh, so, so, anyways, this th- these are all games that if you were just following the hotness, you would miss. And all of them were very much quality. I actually got Papal. Uh, you've got Papal. Left at your house. Another game of theirs. 
uh, that I desperately want to play. And all of these are games that are not on the hot list, but to me, they're better than most of them yeah. that are on the hotness. So there you well, go. That's the dangers of just following the crowd and paying attention to only what's uh, what's getting shouted on from the uh, board game media groups. The BGG rankers. You know how I feel about that, too. Yes. Well, I got to get off here. I got to get back to work. Not me. I got- I'm Not done. You. I've retired uh, from trucking. I, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You got on the groceries. Whatever. All right. Whatever. Well, I guess I'll see. Catch you on the flip side. Alrighty. Well, I'll holler at y'all later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the board game snobs. Stay classy. 